0: Welcome back to Sister Allie Cat's T, where we talk about all things church-related. And on today, we are going to finish up the letters of Timothy. We're going to start here at 2 Timothy, the first chapter. And we are going to find out what the Lord has to say to us in this second letter that Timothy, that Paul wrote to Timothy. So let's see what we can glean from this letter so, so many years after Paul wrote this letter. Now the background here tells us that this letter was Paul's last letter before his execution. At the time of writing, the emperor Nero was attempting to stop the spread of the Christian faith in Rome by severely persecuting the believers. Paul was suffering deprivation as a common criminal. Deserted by his by most of his friends and aware that his ministry was over and his death was near. Now, Paul writes to Timothy as a dearly beloved son and faithful co-worker. His closeness to the reliance on Timothy is seen in naming him as a co-sender of six of his letters. As Paul faces execution, he twice requests Timothy to join him in Rome again. Timothy was still at Ephesus when Paul wrote his second letter to him. Now the purpose of this letter is knowing that Timothy was timid in facing hardship and realizing the prospect of severe persecution from outside of the church and false teachers from within the church Paul exhorts Timothy to guard the gospel to preach the word and to endure hardness and fulfill his charge given to him uh, as a minister of the gospel. Now there are five major features characterized in this letter. It contains Paul's last recorded words before his execution by Nero. Almost 35 years after his Damascus Road conversion to Christ. And you can find that in Acts chapter 22, verses 6 through 11. It also contains one of the clearest statements in the Bible about the divine inspiration and purpose of scripture. Paul emphasizes that scripture must be accurately interpreted by ministers of the word and urge the commitment of God's Word to reliable men who can teach others. Now, I have a disclaimer here. Please, please, if you hear me interpret Scripture wrong, please, please have it inside of you to correct me. I am not perfect, and I do not know it all. I do not hear it all. But I, and also I, do not want to lead God's people in the wrong direction. As we find out, as we begin to get into this scripture, how there are many false prophets out there, are false teachers out there that um, they weren't. They went in the wrong direction on their own accord. It's not like they were ignorant. Of what they were doing they knew exactly what they were doing and see I don't want to be one of those because I do not want to lead God's people in the wrong direction so please know that anything that I interpret wrong or or speak wrong that's not it is not intentional it is just an error on my part and please I give you full permission to correct me on those errors. Because I am a teachable person. Now the third thing here that we find in this scripture is a brief and concise exhortation occurs throughout the letter. For example, Paul speaks of stir up the gift of God. So throughout this whole letter we will find uh, brief exhortations in this letter to Timothy. The recurring theme of this letter. Uh, Its many exhortations are to hold fast to the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to guard it against error and corruption, oppose false teachers, and preach the true gospel with direct tenacity. Don't let no one, no one come up against what God has told you to do and you preach it with everything that you have on the inside of you. Now Paul's farewell testimony is a moving example of courage and hope in the face of his martyrdom. Now here we are going to get to chapter one. Let's find out what chapter one has to tell us. Paul begins this letter in his typical fashion, identifying himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, calling Timothy his dear son, as we know. For the second time, Paul is in prison in Rome. Listen, and I have to tell you that this is the last time also. This time, Paul is anticipating his execution by Nero. He has been forsaken by many of his friends and is longing to see Timothy one more time. He was reminded of Timothy's tears at their last parting. Paul attributed Timothy's sincere faith to the influence of his Jewish mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois. Now, Paul encourages Timothy Timothy to fan the flames, of God's gift. Paul reminds Timothy to fan into flames. The God-given ability, basically stir up the gift is how the King James Version reads. Stir up the gift of his ministry, fan it into flames. See, because God's gifts must be used if they are to reach and maintain their full potential. Thus, the gift given to Timothy is compared to a fire that he must fan into flames. Listen, the gifts that God give us, we must use them. Because if we don't use them, they will fade away. Our God, the scripture tells us, if we don't use them, God may most definitely might just give them to somebody else or give the gift to somebody else. Who he knows will use it. So we must stir up the gifts, fan those flames of the gifts that we know that are within us. And we can pray and ask God to help us in those areas to stir up those gifts so that we can use them. It is time out. For us sitting on the gifts that God has given us, the gift of dreams and visions, the gift of prophecy, the gift of whatever gift that God has given you. Stir it up. Use it to the best of your abilities. Uh, Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about your gift and how to use your gift. Because we don't want to just use it blindly. We don't want to use the gifts that God God has given us blindly. We want to use those gifts with wisdom so that it will prosper the kingdom of God, so that we will do good works for God. We don't want to uh, hurt anybody or we don't want to just be using them blindly. And, And as the false teachers did in these days and as they do today, we want to be good stewards of what God has given us and the gifts that he has given us. Now note that the gifts and the power bestowed on us is by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. They do not automatically remain strong and vital. That's why we have to stir them up. They must be fueled by the grace of God through our, through our prayer, through our faith, through our obedience, and through our diligence. Now, fear is the greatest hindrance when it comes to the increasing of our gifts. And Paul warns Timothy against this fear since it was not given by God. Timidity has no place in God's service. Therefore, God has armed us against the spirit of fear. How? Delivering us by giving us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, self discipline. So, God does not give us the spirit of fear, the fear that hinders us from doing the will of God, the fear that hinders us from increasing or stirring up the gifts that God has placed inside of us. So that fear that hinders you from speaking that word of prophecy, that fear that hinders you from singing to the glory of God before people, before men, that fear Fear that hinders you from teaching the word of God. That fear does not come from God. Timidity has no place in the service of God. Therefore, uh, we have to get rid of that fear. We have to rebuke that fear. We have to cast down that fear. We have to reject that fear. We have to renounce that fear, cancel out that fear. Why? Because God has armed us against that fear. He has delivered us from that fear. He has given us a spirit of power. We have power over fear and of love and of a sound mind. So cast out that fear and do the service of God. The spirit of power, which is courage, it gives us to encounter difficulties and dangers. The spirit of love that God gives us which will carry us through the opposition we may meet along the way and put us above the fear of man and the spirit of of a sound mind or a quietness of mind a peaceable enjoyment of ourselves for we are oftentimes discouraged when we do the work of the Lord but God has given us courage he has given us a courageous spirit the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Paul is exhorting Timothy, be not ashamed of the gospel, nor the testimonies that come from it. Do not be ashamed of me, Paul is telling Timothy. Uh, He is in prison at this time for the gospel. He's telling Timothy to be a partaker of the testimonies of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Why? Because we have to pick up our cross and we have to follow Christ. Just as Jesus Christ died upon the cross, He went all the way. He sacrificed Himself for the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And we have to pick up our cross, just as Jesus did, and follow Him. And we can find that scripture in Matthew, the 16th chapter, in the 23rd verse. Look for Matthew, the 16th chapter and the 23rd verse. My God from Zion. Paul counsels Timothy to count on affliction and be ready for them. (laughs) Be ready for affliction. You can count on it. Affliction will come. We can read about it in Psalms, the 34th chapter, verse 19, and it reads, many, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But what? But God delivers him out of them all. Thus, as Christians, we must expect hardship and persecution for the gospel's sake. But listen, God will be there to deliver you out of them all. And even Even if it is not for the sake of the gospel and you have repented of your sins and turned away from your wickedness, God will deliver you out of your afflictions. Remember this. Stand on the word of God. These are are things that we have to stand on in order to make it in the last and evil day. And that is what Paul is encouraging Timothy to remember these things. For the Lord has called us to his work, to a holy life, not according to our own merits, not according to our own integrity. There is nothing that we can do so great that God will call us, but according to God's purpose, according to God's plan and his grace that he has given us through by Jesus Christ from the beginning of time. That's why the Lord has called us. And Paul was appointed to serve as a mouthpiece. He was appointed to be a preacher, a teacher, and an apostle for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Carrying out his stewardship, Paul suffered much. He was put in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was regarded as a common criminal. Yet, he was able to say, I am not ashamed, for I know who I believe. My God from Zion, we can stop right here and we can scream to the top of our lungs because it is when you know in whom you believe, in whom you serve, no demonic force can change your mindset. You will go through your trials with a smile on your face. Why? Because you know that God, the making the creator of all things, has got your back. He is fighting for you. Listen to me. God is fighting for you. And every day may not be a joyful day, but listen. You will bounce back You will bounce to your feet and you will hold your sword ready to swing at the next thing coming your way. Let me tell you, I can say these things because I know what it is. I've been there and I've done that. Come on, somebody. Somebody ought to say amen right there. That we bounce back. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because of the strength that God gives us. He gives us the strength to bounce back. Every day is not going to be Sunday. As we can say, every day will not be Sunday, but we will bounce back because of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us, gives us that strength that we need to get on our feet, whole put on our whole armor of God, hold up our sword, and come back up. Because listen, when you are in warfare, when you are in a battle, you might get knocked down. Yes, you might get punched. You might get hit. You even might get wounded. But listen, you will. it will not take you out. Not when you're on God's side. It will not take you out. You will get up and you will be ready for the next thing coming your way. Amen. Somebody, God has got your back. And we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even though Paul was suffering abuse and humiliation, he was confident of God's complete vindication in the end. Hear me. Hear me when I say this. Though Paul was suffering abuse and humiliation, he was confident in God's complete vindication in the end. God Vengeance is mine. I shall repay. That is what the scripture tells us. God said he will repay. Let us be confident in the scripture. Let us be confident in the word of God. Because vindication, vengeance belongs to the Lord. We don't have to do a thing. We don't have to say a thing. God will vindicate you. And that's why Paul was like, you know, I'm suffering, I'm in prison just because of the gospel, for preaching the gospel, but I know I will be vindicated in the end. I have that confidence, though I am sitting here ready to be persecuted, ready to be killed for the sake of the gospel, but I know that I will be vindicated in the end. I have complete confidence that God will vindicate me. So God is not a man that he shall lie. God will perform his word and he will take care of his people. And you can read about that in Numbers 23 and 19. Search out Numbers 23 and 19 and put that in your arsenal. God is not a man that he shall lie. He will perform his word and he will take care of his people. Put that in your arsenal when the enemy comes to attack you, when the enemy comes to lie to you, when the enemy comes with his deceitful words, then you can take that out of your arsenal and say, God is not a man that he should lie. He told me this and that, and he told me he was going to do this for me, and he was going to do that for me, and God cannot lie According. numbers 23 and 19. Use that when the enemy comes up against you to tell you a lie, to try to deceive you. Put it in your arsenal. Yes, do that. Even if that consists, you know, God is going to take care of his people. He shall not lie. Even if it consists of annihilating an entire nation, remember, We read about this in the book of Amos. God will annihilate an entire nation because of what they do to his people. Not trying to put fear out there, but trying to let you know that God got your back. He will take care of you. He will do it. He did it in the book of Amos in those days and he will do it. He is the same God. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is that same God. If he did it in Amos day, he will do it today. So stand on the word of God. Stand on it with two feet, flat-footed with everything that you have on the inside of you, just as Paul is exhorting Timothy stand on it. Why? Because Paul wants Timothy to take courage and have faith. He wants Timothy to hold on these things for future encouragement. And that's why we are reading this letter today. So we can be encouraged on what God has said. Because the Scriptures uh, are are inspired by the Holy Spirit. The, The Scriptures are written by man inspired by the Holy Spirit to encourage us, to let us know what does said the Lord so we can hold that with all that we have on the inside of us so we can put it in our arsenal and fight against the enemy. Yes, Paul is using these examples and these words to stir Timothy's faith and to stir our faith and to encourage us. Yes, to go forth in the word of the Lord. Now, leaders must guard and defend the gospel committed to them, even in the day when many depart from the faith, defend it against attacks and and challenge the church. If it is tempted to lay aside the truth, it is essential for the salvation of all. This garden and the fence must be done with the help of the Holy Spirit, who inspires the perfect truths of the scripture. The Holy Spirit gives wisdom to such on such things. Therefore, we are to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Listen it is the holy spirit that leads and guides us and teaches all things remember the scripture jesus told us he was going to send back the comforter and the comforter is the holy spirit that is going is going to come and it's going to lead us it's going to guide us it's going to teach us all things it's going to speak what the lord tells it to speak the holy spirit does not speak nothing it does not speak anything that was not speaking spoken to him by God the Father yes yeah, so the Holy Spirit that's what the Holy Spirit does it leads us it guides us it teaches us come on somebody let's let's if you don't have the Holy Spirit I admonish you to get the Holy Spirit honey let me tell you just just a brief a testimony you know I am a dreamer I have dreams I have dreams every night I dream multiple dreams. And this morning, I woke up and I was like, I don't remember any dreams. I don't remember dreaming on last night. However, as I began to go throughout my day and I begin to read. Now, as I was saying, <laughs> I could not remember what I dreamed on last night. But listen, as I begin to go throughout my day, and begin the set of the word and you know do things that I needed to do. the Holy Spirit brought my dreams back and not just one dream, but he brought all of them or uh, the you know like the most important ones I should say. He brought the important ones that I needed to know because we know that you know Satan desires to sift us like wheat and God gives us dreams and visions in order to show us the plans, the traps, uh, the trickery, and the deceit of the devil. And so, the Holy Spirit brought those dreams back to me. So, it is important that you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you because, listen, the devil or demons, they uh, call us their homes. They desire to indwell with the on the inside of us. But if you have the Holy Spirit on the inside, this said, uh, no demon in hell can get on the inside of you. Why? Because you're already occupied by the Holy Spirit. So there, it is very important to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. And yes, I did kind of get off course. But I want you to know just how important it is to have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. Because if your house is empty listen there is room for a demonic attack there is room for a devil to get in there and we do not want a devil on the inside of us yes because we don't live perfect every day we are not perfect people we are not perfect vessels and sometimes we ourselves open doors that will allow a spirit to come in but if you got the Holy Spirit on the inside, the Holy Spirit will convict you. The Holy Spirit will let you know that you open that door and you better close it. Why? Because ain't no demon in hell that's going to indwell in you when the Holy Spirit lives there. Okay, so let's get back on task here. Now, this is one of the saddest times in the life of Paul. He is dead. Destined for death at the hands of Nero, the Roman emperor, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, just for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul was uh, destined for death. Now he was undergoing persecution. And listen, his friends, his fellow laborers deserted him. He was in a very bad time in his life. Basically, there was a general failure in supporting Paul at his time of need. However, Onesiphorus was faithful and supportive, for which Paul commended him and invoked God twice for him and for his family. Yes, he did, there's some faith, There are always going to be some faithful fear. I don't care what you go through. Yes, we know when we go through something or we, we're in a time or when we're down and out, as we can say, that people will turn their backs on you. Yes, they will. You know, they're people. They have their own problems. They have their own situations. They have their own things that they have to take care of. And, and a lot of times, and they will turn their backs on you or, or they will... Uh, they won't be there to support you. However, in this case, what Paul is talking about, these were uh, uh, evil doers. They were false teachers. They just they just left Paul and they went after other things. They went out of, after false things. Not all of them, but uh, a, a, quite a few of them did. And Paul is saying, you know, they they deserted him um, willfully. They just dis- willfully deserted him. And uh, but there were a faithful few that stayed there with Paul and, and continued to preach the truth and do the work of God. Not everybody uh, turns away or give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, which we t- found out about in First Timothy. You know, many in the last and evil days will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, but not all will do that. So we must be mindful of that. Now, regardless of the rejection that Paul received, Paul maintained his faith in God, regardless of him uh, facing death and his friends and fellow laborers In the gospel, they deserted him. Regardless of all of that, regardless of what we call today rejection, regardless of all of that, Paul maintained his faith in God. Wow, we don't have any excuse. You know, the Bible tells us that we have a great cloud of witnesses, which we can find that in Hebrews, the 12th chapter and verse 1. We have a great cloud. So if they can do it, if Paul can do it, if Paul can preach the gospel and be put in prison just because he preached the gospel and faced death, he was they did kill him. They cut his head off. If Paul can do it, we can do it also. Why? Because God has no respect of person. We just have to get the mind set that the people of God or these great men and women of God have had, that we uh, can look at their lives. You know, those previous men and women of God, we can look at their, and the ones that are still alive here today. We can look at their lives. We can look at what they went through. We can look at their mindset and we can glean uh, from their strength. We can gather from their strength. So we too, can have such a mindset. So we too can have such a strength. Why? Through by the Holy Spirit. Through by the Word of God. We have to gather. We have to do the things that they did to get this. We have to um, uh, maintain the Word of God. We have to read the Word of God. We have to stay in prayer. We have to stay before the face of God. We have to do the things that are required to have what they had. And you can read about the great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Now, guys, that was the end of chapter 1. We are moving right along here. Now, we're going to go to chapter 2 of 2 Timothy. Now, Paul addresses Timothy with directness, telling him to be strong in the Lord. And this strength comes from Jesus Christ. Teaching trustworthy people the things you have heard and seen so that you can teach others or so that they can teach others. Listen, let me tell you, the things that you learn on your journey, the things that you see on your journey, you are to teach others just as Paul is teaching Timothy and just as Paul is telling Timothy to teach others why so they can teach somebody else. So the gospel of Jesus Christ can continue to go on and on and on and others will come into salvation. Not only others, but to go to the next generation, the generations before us, they will know of these things they were here of these things you will leave a legacy listen to me you want to leave a legacy something that will be there your story your your testimony how god brought you through we can read that Throughout the Bible, we read story after story after story. That is what the Bible consists of. The Bible consists of stories of people's testimonies. We know that in the book of Revelation, it tells us that the people are those that were in heaven. Those that the ones that John was seeing, they were, um, they overcame. They overcame how they made it in. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus Christ and the words of their testimony that is left there for us to know that by our testimonies, and and the blood of, of course, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus Christ. We can't do it without the blood of Jesus Christ. But with the blood of Jesus Christ and our testimonies, we can overcome the devil. And not only we can overcome what the enemy has uh, plotted and planned and his strategies, but somebody else can hear what we uh, uh, endured, what we Came through what we heard and what we've seen. We can tell those testimonies, and others can grab hold to those testimonies, grab a hold of them, and they can say because that person. Uh, did it i can do it why because god is not a respectable person if god did it for him if god did it for her he will do it for me because he will not do it for that person and not do it for me why then god himself will not be righteous and we know that is a lie from the pits of hell we know that god is righteous and Everything that he does. So Paul is telling Timothy. Teach these things to others. What you have heard and what you've seen of me. Teach them to others. So they can teach somebody else. So the gospel of Jesus Christ can continue to grow. Continue to go forth. And I will say today to continue to go forth. From generation to generation, Paul began to tell Timothy to endure face hardness, face cruelty as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You know, we're in an army. We are soldiers in an army. If you did not know, we are in an army, we are soldiers. If you fight or if you do not fight, it does not matter. You are a soldier in an army. Why do I say that? Because we are in a battle. We are in a battle. Go back to the whole Arm of God series and learn. There is a a spiritual realm. There is a natural realm. We live in the natural realm. But listen, those that live in the spiritual realm, meaning Satan and his cohorts. They are coming over to the natural realm and they are fighting against us. Why are they doing that? Because their time is short. The, their, the It is soon time for Jesus to come back. And guess what? Satan and all his cohorts will be thrown in the lake of fire. So he and his cohorts do not want to go by themselves. Jesus, God, the father loves us and Satan is jealous of that love. Therefore, he is coming to destroy each and every one that he can. But the Bible says that he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. And he wants to destroy any and everything that God loves. And listen, that is you and that is me god loves us so satan wants to destroy us he wants us to go to the lake of fire with him because god loves us but listen the bible here the scripture here in second timothy the second chapter is is telling us to endure to face cruelty as a good soldier we are soldiers face it Face it as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. A soldier wants to please his commander. So no one in the army wastes time with everyday matters. You don't waste time with foolishness. No, we don't do that. And Paul also says an athlete who takes part in a contest must play by the rules. Listen. Listen, God has rules. He has statutes, codification. He has principles. Yes, he is the chief judge in the courtroom. He has all these things and we have to play by the rules if we want to be crowned as a winner. If we want to go to heaven and be, have a crown placed on Listen, there is a crown waiting for us in heaven. But we have to play by the rules. We have to play by the rules of Jesus Christ. We have to play by the Bible in order to be crowned as a winner. Don't forget about the farmer. Listen, this is what Paul is telling Timothy, who works hard in the field, who works hard. He plants. He looks after the crop. He waters a crop. Yes, and he should be the first one to get food from that crop. He did the work. So when you do the work, you are the first partaker of the crop. Paul begins to tell Timothy to think about these things. Think about what I am saying. Because the Lord will give you the ability to understand everything. Think on these things. Listen. We have to think about the scriptures. We have to meditate on the word day and night. And listen, God will give enlighten us. God will open up the secrets of his gospel when we meditate on the word of God. Listen, God, he He doesn't hold everything back from him. Yes, the scripture says we know in part and, and the prophets, they prophesy in part. We will not know everything, but God, he is a loving God. He will give you, he will tell you his secrets If you meditate on the scriptures and if you walk according to his word, if you walk in righteousness, if you do right, do right things before God, he will open up his secrets and let you peer into, let you view, let you know what is going on in the spiritual realm, in the realm where he lives he will show you we have we have so great a cloud of witnesses. We have over and over again in the book of Ezekiel, Jeremiah, different prophets, different ones. They tell us about what they saw when they walked in the spirit. The book of Enoch. Tells us, Enoch tells us what he saw when he walked in the spirit. We can even come down to now today. uh, Different ones. Uh, We talked about uh, the divine revelation of hell. Mary Kay Baxter, she told us what she saw when she walked in the spiritual realm. Listen, if God would show them. What makes us think that he will not show us? So he will show us these things as well. Now, Jesus Christ being raised from the dead is the good news, which Paul preached and now suffered to the point of being bound with chains like a criminal. However, God's teaching is not in chains. Paul accepts all these troubles so that those who God has chosen can receive salvation. Paul did it so that somebody else will come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Oh, come on somebody. Come on somebody. Go with me. We suffer or we go through what we go through. For the gospel of Jesus Christ so that somebody else will gain salvation. That's what our testimony is for. That's what our testimony is about. That somebody else will see the goodness of God, will know the goodness of God, will know the faithfulness of God, will know the love of God through by our testimony. And they will come to God themselves. They will gain salvation themselves. They will surrender their life to Jesus Christ themselves. Now those who suffer and remain set, steadfast... To the faith until the end will live and reign with Christ. Now listen, Christ will disown on the day of judgment those who did not endure and those who disowned Him, either in word and deed. Let's not uh, not um, not come into the knowledge of that. And we disown Christ; Christ will disown us. That's what the scripture says. And we act like we don't know Christ. And we act like we don't know Jesus. Yeah, he's going to disown us in the day of judgment. Yes, he is. He's not going to tell the father, I know this one. This is a good one. No, he's going to say, I don't even know that person. And I like to say, send them to the lake. You got to go to the lake of fire because I don't know you. We don't want that to happen to us. We don't want Jesus Christ to tell us that. Go to the lake of fire because I don't know you. When they open the book. When the book is cracked open in heaven. Can you imagine being in the line. And saying. Lord Jesus. Please don't send me to the lake of fire. No we don't want that to happen to us. We want to know God and we want him to know us. Now, Paul is exhorting Timothy to be a worker pleasing to God. He says, continue to teach these things and warn people not to argue about words. Just, just idle words, just arguing about stuff. Stuff. I mean, you know, getting the scriptures and, and taking them and trying to um, make them to be something more than what they are what it's really saying, or to take away from the gospel. Don't just argue about words. It is a good it is good for nothing and it ruins those who are listening, it turns them away or it gives them a distaste in their mouth. Don't do that. Do your best to give yourself to God, someone he will approve working and not being ashamed, correctly handling the true message of Jesus Christ. This is what you are supposed to do in order to please God. Stay away from foolish, useless talk. This will lead people farther away from God. Evil teachers will spread like a sickness inside the body, which is the congregation. Hymenius and Philetus, hope I said that right, are sick. They strayed away from the true teachings, from true teachings, teaching error. They taught error. They are destroying the faith of some people by doing this. So Paul wants Timothy and us to stay away from that foolishness, stay away from useless talk. Because what what does it do? It leads people farther away from the God. Farther away from the Father. However, the foundation of God is strong and it continues to stand engraved with these words. The Lord knows those who belong to Him. And everyone who wants to belong to the Lord, they must turn away from wickedness. Yes, they do. And in a healthy house, Paul begins to kind of give us a breakdown. In a healthy house, or a wealthy house, there are more than one kind of vessel. You have gold, you have silver, you have wood, and you have clay. Some are to honor. They are used for special purposes. Some are to dishonor. They are made for ordinary jobs, such as garbage excuse me. Thus, all who make themselves clean from evil things, things previously spoke of, will be used for special purposes, being made holy, useful to the master, which is God, and ready to do any good work in the gospel. Yes. And Paul exhorts Timothy, Now, Timothy is young. However, he is a leader. So, Paul exalts Timothy, telling him to run away from evil passions of youth. Yes, the things that comes with being a young person. Run away from those passions. Try hard. Try your very best to live right and pursue righteousness. Pursue faith. Pursue love and pursue peace and do it with those who call upon the Lord with pure hearts. Don't do it by yourself, do it with somebody else that calls upon the Lord with a pure heart. Why? Because when there is unity, there is strength. You will have strength when you're doing it with somebody else. We cannot. Uh, go throughout this Christian journey alone. We need somebody to help us. We need somebody to teach us. We need somebody to show us the way, give us wisdom, help us with wisdom, knowledge and understanding. We cannot do it alone. We need we can't we don't hear everything by ourselves we don't know everything by ourselves so we need somebody that hears from god somebody that sees what god is showing them we have to do it with somebody else with a pure heart that's calling upon the lord with a pure heart and then we can get through this thing together paul begins to tell Timothy, avoid stupid and foolish controversies, controversies because they grow into quarrels. A servant of the Lord does not quarrel but must be kind to everyone. A qualified teacher and patient. Hopefully, lending them or leading them Or leading the body of Christ or leading someone to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, listen, my friend, that is the first and second chapter of Second Timothy, and boy, did we go through that. Yes, I am glad that you are here listening to Sister Allie Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And listen, guys, I want to tell you that I love you and I'm glad that you are here with me. And please, please invite your friends to listen to Sister Allie Cat's Tea. Let them know what we have going on over here. Let them know that the word of God is being spoken about. And we are going, uh, doing it just like it reads in the scripture. We're not adding or we're not taking away from the Word of God. We're learning exactly what it is telling us. Listen, we just came out of the book of Amos and we learned a lot over there. And then the Lord led us right into Timothy, took us back to the foundation, back to the principal thing. And we are learning what God will have us to do. So, Invite somebody to come over to Sister Ali Cat's tea, on whatever platform that they're interested in or their favorite platform, and let them go out to the podcast and look for Sister Ali Cat's tea. Yes, and come on over and enjoy the Word of God with us as we glean, as we learn. As we go through this journey together, we are doing this thing together. We are, there's no big eyes and little U's. We are on this journey together. We are learning together. We're gleaning together because we want to, uh, first of all, we want to uh, make it into the kingdom of heaven. And second of all, we want to leave a legacy. We want to be able to tell somebody else about the gospel of Jesus Christ, about the good news news and then they will be able to tell somebody else and they will tell somebody else and it will just be it will go throughout the whole earth before jesus returns yes that is what we are doing over here and once again thank you for listening to sister ellie Casti. i love you guys and i will talk to you very soon have a wonderful and blessed day